Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor and my privilege. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. We're going to have Daniel on with us here in just a little bit. Let's go to the Lord. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you. and We thank you for the God that you are, the loving Father, for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness and your patience, Father. You are so patient with us. We thank you. We ask for your protection over President Donald Trump and his family. We ask for your protection over the current administration, Father, and their guidance. May you guide them. I don't think they're looking to you, but Father, I pray that you can place yourself in front of them and they will see. Guard this nation and keep the evil one from victory and let Him not harm your children in this nation. Father, we thank you for the many blessings you have given us. And yet we always ask for more. May we be a grateful children. I give to you CSE Talk Radio. I ask that you will bless today's show and bless Daniel Turner with power of the future as he fights for this nation and jobs. For such a time as this, I pray. Amen. A little phrase came to mind this morning. Ask me if I care. When I was a youngin' growing up, when having a conversation with my brother Tommy, he and I were kind of close back in the day, he'd look at me with that silly little honorary grin and ask, ask me if I care, which meant I couldn't care less. That's the left in this nation today. Pete Buttigieg had that look on his face. He's the new Secretary of Transportation. I think that's what he is. He's the failed mayor of South Bend, Indiana, clueless about most things and totally not qualified for this job. But in an interview, when he was asked about the tens of thousands of jobs that they just killed with the flick of a bick, well, we hope they'll find other jobs. In other words, ask me if I care. You see, the left do not care about Americans in general. Oh, we exist, is all they know. Most of them haven't had to put in a hard day's work and gone to bed so exhausted their bodies jump as if it's fallen out of a tree. They just aren't concerned about the working man and his family. To appease the new world order, to continue the hoax of climate change, to totally screw up a nation. Oh, Biden took pen in hand to the executive orders created and written by the communists running his administration. Because it ain't him, people. But with his pen in hand, in just moments from saying I do, the old Biden administration wiped out thousands of jobs in a nation already crushed by poor management, state level of a pandemic, angered the Ute Indians, made the Canadians sort him, Mexico ain't happy either, women no longer have their own sports, women no longer have their own bathrooms, no borders, no country, 
No deportation of criminals. Keep them on the streets and endangering Americans, yeah, but who truly is America these days, right? Uniting the nation, he said. And the media is so giddy they don't even know what day it is. Antifa is still burning down buildings. Beating, beatings of Americans in broad daylight in New York City because the governor and mayor, they say, ask me if I care. And the left in Congress. They're uniting the nation by attacking the former President Donald J. Trump. They can't have him in office or free to roam about the nation. I feel better, don't you? Nothing unites a people more than crime and starvation. It's a communist way. Go ahead. Ask a Democrat or a rhino. They'll let you know. They'll say, ask me if I care. Well, we have somebody today who does care. We have Daniel Turner with us. Daniel, you've had a busy week to follow all this stuff, haven't you? It has been a, a, a very busy week, and there's, there's always new things happening in the energy space. Um, and sometimes it's hard to keep track. Uh, if I'm yeah, having hard to keep track just talking about it, imagine if you're a company trying to adjust your output, your uh, uh, your product line with all these new regulations. It's very difficult to keep up when the things happen faster than you can, you can keep track of. I saw an interview of the gentleman uh, last night. I believe it was Hannity and it was he just lost his job he was he's in the oil business one of the worker bees lost his job he has three boys at home to raise and a wife I would assume he didn't brag about his wife he bragged about his boys you know he looked lost and now Hannity was trying to corner him to blame his union directors and all this and that but he said he didn't really care about that <laughs> he was worried about what's going to happen tomorrow you know, these people really don't care. Buttigieg, that attitude he had, you know, we do, we hope they'll go find other jobs. Well, what other yeah. jobs? What other jobs are there for these guys? Yeah. And when you work in, in this type of an industry where this is what you've dedicated yourself to, one of the gentlemen I spoke to, um, I mentioned him in an article that just went up on, on human events um, about the pipeline closing. Um, he is 52 years old. He's been fracking since he graduated high school at 18. I mean, this is someone who has tremendous experience, tremendous skill, um, has made a very good living, right? This idea that only white-collar jobs pay well is kind of nonsense. He, he, he earns a very nice living, and he supports his family and his community and his church. Um, but he said, this is the only skill I know, and, and, it's, and it's required. It's needed. Um, I have had jobs my entire career regardless of what the economy is doing but now i have government telling me i don't have this job right and that's that's the biggest difference is people say well you know the society evolves and it moves on and very often trolls on social media will tell me well you know the candlestick makers you know had to find a new job when the light bulb was invented and that's true but that is evolution of society and market forces this is not what's happening. This is a government saying we no longer decide you can do this because we have a different political agenda. And if government can decide that about one profession, then it can decide that about every profession. Well, there's not anybody they're going to not attack, I think, other than their own. 
<laughs> you know, that what he's accomplished here in these just these few days, it's, it's be a week tomorrow, it's amazing how much damage yeah. he has done to this country already. Very much. And I, I don't and, and know if... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and in these rural communities that don't have a lot of recourses. And this is the very first show I did on with you years ago now, which is kind of amazing to think of. Yeah. But that was, I think, why you, you, you reached out to me is because I emphasized in our press release starting the organization launching it, the need for rural America to have more voices. And these are jobs that are not lost in, in New York City or in, in Washington, D.C. These are jobs that are in rural parts of the country, and it's not fair to target these people. And it's, and it's easier to target them because you don't know them, right? If, if you knew a pipeline worker, you'd think a little differently about it. If you knew a coal miner or an electrical, uh, a, a, a geological engineer, uh, a petrochemical engineer, you'd think a little differently about it. But we don't know them. We don't see them. We don't think about them. Same with our ranchers. Same with our farmers. So it's easy to come up with some new rule that says, no longer can you cattle graze on federal land. That one's coming. And it's yeah, easy yeah. to say that because I've never stepped foot on cattle grazing on federal land because I'm from Washington, D.C. And so I don't see the pain I'm inflicting. Uh, they only don't see it. They don't care to see it. I mean, they truly give you that look, ask me if I care. They don't care. Well, they care a little bit when it's election day, but not a whole lot about rural America. And, you know, rural America, I hear the music, we're headed into a break, but this is something that has been on my heart for a long time. They've been left out of the conversation. CSE Talk Radio is trying to bring them back in. You're bringing them back in. I know organizations like you that are strictly protecting rural America. And we need to do something to build us all up so we can be even a louder, bigger voice, broader. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Power of the Future, and we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America lights on. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. 
Each piece of the Liberty Flatware pattern is of art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. You know, Daniel, I've I've never seen this nation in the turmoil that it's in, and you know they all want to blame Donald Trump, but it isn't Donald Trump. It is it is everything that the American people have put up with for so long. And here we thought we had things turned around with Trump as he was bringing jobs back, and then a pandemic hits, and we lose jobs over that. More jobs than necessary, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And then. 11,000 people lose their jobs over this uh, energy hack that he did. And he's in, in just like that. Chinese are blaming him on their aggression. Canada is not happy with him. The Ute Indians aren't happy with him. Mexico's not happy with him. Uh, most of the Americans are not happy with him. Even many now that who might have voted for him. <laughs> They lost their jobs. It's like, well, what do you think was going to happen when he started signing yeah. that stuff? What? I've never seen it like it is. And we, they sit, then they show last night, you know, I'm watching the news, this this broad daylight beating of a man in New York. Kicking and beating and slashing him with a knife and just going on. And people walk by. I don't know. I couldn't have helped, but, uh, you know, just walking by and watching that is just, uh, where are we in this nation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really is um, It really is very alarming at which, at which the speed that some of these decisions are are happening. Um, the, the, the president signed an executive order the other day uh, with a 60-day moratorium on oil and gas leases on federal lands. Um, tomorrow he's going to extend that to a year, and my question is why? What what what's the, what was the rationale for the 60 days? And this is where we need a media that asks these questions. What was the rationale for the 60 days? What criteria did you use to extend that to a year? 
Because if we can just capriciously invent timelines, well, why not five months? Why not 17 years? Why not a decade, right? So uh, this is what we, the administration has to say, like why they are coming up with these decisions. If it is just a, well, we don't like the energy industry, um, then be honest and say that. But they'll tell us, well, this is for the good of climate change. And, again, what are the recourses for the folks whose job this impacts? You mentioned the Indians. I've spoken to a number of Navajo leaders. I have a lot of them on, on film that we'll be releasing pretty soon. But there's a new position in the White House, which is the energy czar for uh, racial equality, or I forget even the full title. It's not the typical John <laughs> Kerry position we know of. It's a deputy director for racial justice and climate change. Well, what about the racial justice? If you want to play the identity card, what about the racial justice of some of these Native American tribes, which have made their living uh, in energy-rich lands? Energy-rich lands, we could argue, if you wanted to play the, the race game, energy-rich lands that white people drove them to on reservations a hundred and something years ago. And then they discovered oil, and they discovered gas, and they discovered coal, and now we say, well, now you can't even have that. But you can stay dependent upon the federal government and fall into depression, opioids, and alcohol, which is what normally happens when you take away people's livelihood. So, you know, this is probably a question that's way out there. They're supposed to be on sovereign land. That is supposed to be theirs. Why are we doing anything to to tell them what they can and cannot do on it? Yeah, this is the 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 role of the Department of the Interior, the 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 Bureau of Indian Affairs within the Department of Interior. Um, it is sovereign land, but it also is in a treaty uh, with this uh, organization, and they have to come to some sort of mutual agreement. Um, here's where I wish some of the native tribe leaders would say, well, you know what, this is sovereign land. And if we're going to have a treaty that says this is Indian country, well, then we are going to decide we're going to continue to provide a livelihood for our people. And if that means mining coal, if that means producing oil and gas, then we are going to do so. Um, Again, we, we cannot have a Washington, D.C., regardless of who's in power, Democrats or Republicans, we cannot have a Washington, D.C. that gets to rule over every square inch of this country by fiat um, because we are not a monarchy. And, and the Indian communities, the Indian reservations, have a right to some autonomy, as do all 50 states. And if I'm a state governor, I'm looking at Christy Nome in South Dakota, if I'm a state governor and, the, and Washington says you're no longer able to find oil and gas, I'm going to say, oh, yes, I am. Right? I, I am allowed to find oil and gas because my job as the governor is to take care of my state. And your job in Washington, D.C., is to protect us from an invading foreign army. And what you are going to do by taking away oil and gas in our state is you're going to enrich those foreign armies, Russia, Iran, China, by helping them produce more oil and gas rather than us. So uh, the governors in their states can do two great services. They can protect America from foreign enemies, and they can protect America from, from, from these uh, little tyrants who get into power in Washington, D.C. 
Well, sovereign is a key word. They don't like that on the left. You know, they don't like you to ever say sovereign. Uh, we're supposed to be sovereign people. Each state is supposed to be sovereign state. And I always heard that that the reservations were supposed to be a sovereign nation. Those were the their nations. And um, it's just a shame what's happened in this country. Um, and it didn't just happen. I mean, this has been building up for a long time. Trump almost got us turned around and just didn't quite get there. And, um, you know, what they're doing in D.C. today, you know, it, you know, they could care less about the, you know, the thousands of jobs that were just kicked out the window. They're too busy trying to make sure Trump doesn't ever bother them again and uh, with their impeachment trial. And they can't they can't get his uh, Biden's uh, administration okayed fast enough. Uh, remember how tough it was. I mean, he was a year and a half in, and he still didn't have a full administration with Donald Trump because they wouldn't do it, and I blame the Republicans for that. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the Democrats were doing a lot of blocking and obstruction, but the Republicans weren't fighting it very hard. We can see that yeah. now. Yes, I knew it then, but you can just see with what they're doing now, they're, they're not fighting. No. You know, we got people no, they like aren't. Mouth- Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that's one thing I will always admire about the the, the Democrats is that they do fight and they fight <laughs> they in solidarity, fight. and and they fight for for each other's cause. Um, picking on my own industry for one second, um, I have chastised oil and gas executives before because I have said you have watched the coal industry for more than a decade under attack. And you stood by and said and, and said nothing, right? It is that Winston Churchill quote about the yeah. appeaser is the one who feeds the alligator, hoping that it eats him last, right? And so we did watch coal get decimated for years, and many people in oil and gas said nothing because they're not attacking me. So as long as they're not attacking me, what do I care? Um, that's a heads up for what's to come, right? The 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 cattle industry needs to be concerned about what's happening to the oil and gas industry. The the, the ranching and the farming industry needs to be concerned uh, as well, right, because they are the same core issues. It's the core issue of private land, private industry, and the, the right to use the, the land um, to better your livelihood and to create jobs and to create value in society. That is all under attack simultaneously, and like the left does, we need to lock arms and fight together. Well, you said that dirty word, private. They're against private land. That's what the Green New Deal is all about. That's what Agenda 21 was all about. It wasn't a conspiracy. It's in black and white print, if people, if you want to go look. And it's all about owning the land. And you can see that now with who it is in charge, AOC and, and uh, oh, Biden doesn't know anything. But these people behind him, they want to remove private property. And the cattle industry and the and the energy industry and all the food production industries and these industries that are trying so hard to keep America going, they need to start fighting together because they it is, you know, we watched in the cattle industry, we watched in in the farming and ranching, we watched as Big Corp took away private uh, poultry, 
They took away the hogs, and they're after the beef, and they're just so close to getting it, but they're still fighting. And it's the same thing with the coal and the oil and the and the gas. You know, it's the same thing. The big boys are going to eat up the little ones, and they're going to take away the independent uh, producers, regardless of what the industry is. They're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. And we've got to fight this tooth and toenail. You got some toenails, right? Okay. We're going <laughs> We're going into a break out of since that funny, I guess. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. What is the future in the United States? We gotta have some power, folks. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio and Daniel and Beth Ann will be right back. Visiting with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. They are sponsors of the show. We want to be their voice and we want you to listen and, and connect. Go to their website. It's powerthefuture.com. And my website is back up now. <laughs> you can go to my website, click on the little, the little, it looks like a lightning bolt, uh, and go to powerthefuture.com. You read the articles they've got there and what's happening, what the latest thing is, and, and, uh, watch. Daniel, when he's on some of the big boys shows, he's on Newsmax. He's got a video of him there. He's been on some of the Fox shows, and we appreciate all that you do. I mean, the boots on the ground is so important. And uh, I made a little joke. I don't think you got to hear it before you went to the break. I guess it wasn't that funny, but it's <laughs> making it fun. But I say we gotta we gotta fight tooth and toenail. And I said you do have some toenails, don't you? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> still isn't real funny. But thank you for laughing. Anyway, the um, I guess I I you know what is our next step? I mean, how do we fight this? They are adamant about closing down this country. Mm. How do we fight it? I mean, it seems worse than it was during Obama's administration. It's like you know we're done with you people, and we're going to close it down, and you just get over it. That's what I feel they're telling us, you know. So how do we fight it, Daniel? Yeah, I think I think there are a couple ways to to, to do that. One is um, what we try to do, which is give these workers names and faces and voices and and, and humanize them. Right? Don't talk about them in the ethereal uh, or in the contextual, but make it clear that policies like this uh, affect real people and real lives. Um, and when we humanize people and we see each other in their eyes, we do treat each other a little differently and maybe even that, that impacts policy. Um, you can you can push back on your, your local elections, right? We need some 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 people of courage um, to, to push back on on Washington DC. Uh, look there is another senator just announced his his retirement, um, Rob Portman from Ohio. And the reason he gave is that Washington, D.C. is too hard to get anything done. And you want to say to him, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Senator, did you say 
your your job is hard, and so you're retiring because it, it, it's difficult. I mean, what heck, pipeline workers, <laughs> I guarantee you, they have more broken bones and, 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 and burns on their fingers than, than the, you know, the, the, the lovely white-collar job of, of being a U.S. senator. Not that it's not difficult. I'm sure sometimes it's very difficult, and the attacks and the abuse and blah, blah, blah. But that is what you are doing. You are going to D.C. to represent the people of Ohio and bring all of their concerns and their and their their issues and their tribulations and their needs to Washington, and mostly to keep Washington away. Right? We're not, I don't think the people of Ohio. I don't think most Americans are looking for someone to give them things for free. Really, what they're looking for is for government to get out of their lives so that they can lead their own life. But it, it is amazing that this 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 gentleman says, "Well, it's too hard to get anything done," and so I'm just going to. Quit. Well, then I guess the best answer to that is good, because if you're I, afraid of a fight, Lord, Lord knows we don't want you there. I think we must be blood related somewhere along the line, because I was thinking the same thing when I read that article yesterday. Well, you poor thing, it's too difficult for you. You know, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely. I'm glad you're I, done. I, we'll get somebody in I, there that can roll up their sleeves and get to work. Absolutely, and I, you know, I understand I have a role to play in this world, and I give an awful lot of of, of grief to Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and they probably don't like me, um, and 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 I try not to make it personal, even though sometimes I know I do, but boy, aren't they worthy adversaries? They have their cause, and they say I am fighting. Bernie Sanders been doing this. Basically, since the turn of the century, right? He's been in D.C. longer than I've been alive, and he is not giving up this fight. And and here's someone who is quote unquote on our side, who after six years is saying, "Oh no, it's just way too much work. I'm going home." Well, you know what? I wish I had AOC on my side. I wish I had Bernie Sanders on on my side. I wish I had Joe Biden. Yeah. Who, who campaigned in one way and now is governing on another, and he could care less about hypocrisy or, or any accusation, I wish I had him on my side because, boy, our side is full of a bunch of wimps. You know what? I think you hit on it. They have a cause. Perhaps our side, like this senator that's quitting and some of the others that have jumped the ship, you know, like rats in a sinking ship, they don't have a cause. They haven't got a clue why they're up there, except to make a little money, a little inner insider trading and, and this and that. Oh, once in a while I'll put my name to a bill and, and uh, we'll see if we can't uh, look like we're doing something. But they don't have a cause to fight for because they don't believe in anything. They don't believe in the American people. You know, the left at least acknowledges, you know, they think that we're destroying the land. <laughs> they at least acknowledge we're doing something. But the right, do they even have a cause to fight for? They do, but no. not in their hearts is what I'm saying. And they go up there simply to wear their suits and 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 make their money and get a few extra perks. And I guess it got hard for him, and so he had to go back to Ohio. Well, Ohio, good riddance. Yeah, Ohio, right? Ohio. <laughs> you know, and there's something really remarkable. Look, there's a lot of people who are who are trying to encourage Ivanka Trump 
to run for the Senate in Florida? I say no. And not because I have any dislike for Ivanka Trump. I don't know her. I hear she's pretty liberal. But regardless Mm -hmm. of that, my answer for saying no is you're not a Floridian. You were born and raised in Manhattan, and you represent the people of Manhattan. Now, you're not going to win in Manhattan. Lord knows Trump is never going to win in New York State ever. But you don't have a right to go somewhere. I mean, I guess you do have the right, but I think it is unethical to move somewhere where you think your name ID and your money and your real estate portfolio is enough to get you elected. And look at that even on our side. Look at Mitt Romney. He's not from Utah. He's from Massachusetts. But he moved there because he had a, a ski home and he had the name. And so and he had the money. Look at Liz Cheney. She's from Virginia. But she's not going to win in Virginia. So what did she do? Well, Dad had a, had a vacation house in Jackson Hole. So she moved to Jackson Hole, and now she's running as a – if you look at the values of Wyoming and Utah – are they represented by Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney? And the Democrats do that, too. My home state of Virginia, where I live now, Tim Kaine is from uh, Minnesota. Mark Warner is from uh, Indiana. They went to D.C. They made money in D.C. as lobbyists. They got a house in Virginia, and then they ran for office. But if you look at the values of Virginia, with the exception of northern Virginia, which is now where all the population lives because it's the D.C. suburbs, the values of Virginia aren't represented by Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, but this is what's happening, unfortunately, with our representative government. Is you take your money, you take your name ID, and you go to a state like Hillary Clinton did in 2000. Yeah, uh, you know me in New York. I'll just move there and I'll pretend I'm a local. And and so that is another problem of how you can fight back. When you ask me that question, fight back by electing people who come from your town who represent you, who know you. You know, when, when Hillary Clinton was running for Senate, the best knock against her was, was, was um, I forget the name of the candidate who was the Republican opposing her, said, look, I think to be a senator from New York, one simple criteria should be you should know how to drive from the airport to your home without a chauffeur. And I thought that was a good line, right? How do you fight it's that? A great line. If you're running for city council, you should know the city. If you're running for representative for Congress, you should know the district. If you're running for state senator, we don't need any more of these outsiders who claim to speak for us because they don't speak for us. Do you remember when she was, oh, I hear the music, do you remember when she was running for president and she went to the subway to act like she belonged? She yes. looked like she was scared <laughs> to death as to where she was. She didn't know how to go through the stunt. She didn't know how to do anything. Not that I would because I'm not from New York. But a New Yorker would know. But this goes a back, and I know, know we can't undo it, but it, it all goes back to that 17th Amendment. Liz Cheney's not being held accountable by the Wyoming uh, uh, legislature. When they were appointing these senators, they answered to them. But they don't answer yeah. to anybody anymore. They do their own thing. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio with Beth Ann. And Daniel Turner, a power of the future, and he's got some power today, and we'll be right back. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. 
And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. That's 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. 
today with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. I encourage you to support this organization. They are fighting boots on the ground, and right now we need them. Uh, we always need them, but uh, there's there's fire. <laughs> we need the bucket brigade. Powerthefuture.com. Go to powerthefuture.com. I think you got a donate button there, and uh, and listen to him when he's on here. We've got him on twice a week, twice a month for a full show, and he comes in and gives us a report every Friday that he can't. And we appreciate that so much, Daniel. Um, we talked about what we're going to do. We know what the problems are. We can't fix the Second Amendment. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the 17th Amendment. We can't go back and fix that. But, boy, it's getting more and more evident what a big mistake that was. And <laughs> Liz Cheney's in a lot of trouble. Uh, I don't think she really cares. It's one of those, ask me if I care. But, and um, Romney doesn't care, obviously. But uh, are you there with me, Daniel? I am, yes, yeah, oh. I, I am, yeah, and and, and I, I've got an echo I, I, going on, so I started to figure out was that you mocking me or? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we know that the problems are, and we know that we have to get together, organizations that are boots on the ground. We can't just work independently. We got to go, We've got to work together. That's that's my thoughts anyway. Absolutely. And, and we, you know, we're already in the next election cycle and there are, uh, the entire house is up. Um, roughly 30 Republican, well, 30 senators will be up. Um, half of those are Republican. And, and I think we have to take to heart, uh, that idea that vote for people who represent you and represent your values and aren't people who just suddenly jumped in the race because they have money and name and they have conveniently moved their location. That's one of the concerns for states like uh, Florida, Tennessee, uh, Texas, right? They're having this enormous influx of people who are moving there for uh, tax purposes, for, uh, heck, I moved to Virginia for uh, um, <laughs> quality of life purposes. But I think it would be a little uh, disingenuous of me tomorrow to say, I'm going to run for Congress. Um, I, I haven't lived here long enough to know what are the concerns of of, of, of my community, um, and 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 that's that's some of the things that we can do individually. Is who is running for the most local of my local office up into the governor's mansion, and make sure that they represent the actual values that we care about before we 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 allow them to you know climb to another another platform of prominence. It's it's very bizarre this this young man who won the election in in Georgia, John Ossoff. Um, I don't like his politics. I can't say I don't like him. I don't know him. Never met him. Maybe he'll have me over for dinner one day. But I don't like his politics clearly. Um, but what I find alarming is I don't know what he has done to qualify him for a senator. Sometimes we laugh at the fact that our senators are so old, but. With age comes an awful lot of experience and an awful lot of, of uh, cycles of life and of war and of poverty and of depression and of market climbs and of technology. And, and experience has, has a certain value, has a tremendous value. When you're 32 and you have never held a job because you're a trust fund baby, 
I don't know what you're going to do in the Senate, right? And I'd be a little leery voting for someone who just wants the position of senator because they have the money to afford a campaign. I don't know if that person is going to run with my best interest at heart as opposed to their best interest at heart. Remember, Washington had to be dragged kicking and screaming into into being the first president. He did not want it, but he knew it was no. his duty. And, and we need people who understand it's their duty and not a big, shiny achievement under their belt. You know, I watched a, a movie the other day. Oh, it's been a week or so ago now. That is, uh, it was the more perfect union. It was put out back in uh, when we had our our centennial in 1976, and it's been restored. And I'm watching this as they're writing the Constitution, and they're arguing, and they're they're getting pretty bitter over it. Now they're representing their state, and we in the state of such and such, we don't like this and that and that and this. And they went on and on and on. I don't know if you hear that now about the states. It's all those people out there in the lobby, the lobbyists, and those with other agendas that are actually moving these senators and representatives to vote the way they do or to write the bills that they do. It's no longer about the needs of the people who sent them up there. And uh, I think that's the danger, and going back to that 17th Amendment of, of the populist vote, that's why we have the Electoral College as far as the president's concerned, because there's no way for everybody to know. Even with the communication today, we can see how broken that is, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to know about the candidate as much as you should. And, and I'm going to put a little plug in for discoverthenetworks.com. Uh, they have an excellent website. I don't know if you've used it any or not, uh, Daniel, but they break down just the, the networks that, that these uh, – uh, in particular, they're concentrating on the left that these uh, uh, politicians have and those that are making some of the noise and saying the things that they do. They just break it down to where brought them, what brought them to this point, where have they come from, and it's just got their network. And it's pretty scary on a lot of them. Joe Biden's one, Kamala Harris is another one that was pretty scary, AOC. They're not who they're pretending to be in front of the people. And you go back and you see where their connections are, you can learn an awful lot. So I do promote that a little bit. Absolutely. It's long. Yeah, absolutely. It's long. It depends on how old they are. It goes way back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what we're talking about, it, maybe it will seem radical for people who, who are ill-informed about the history of our country. But, mm. but I mean, we were started as a very local, regionalized. I mean, even the history of our constitutional convention, yeah. the states did not want to become a union. They wanted to be independent states. They did not want the people from Massachusetts. They didn't trust the people of Virginia, which is why they invented the electoral college. Um, I think over time and, and uh, transportation and communication and the internet. We've kind of all homogenized into one big amorphous American blob, uh, <laughs> but we still do have some regional differences, right? And we do have some 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 geographic differences. And the senator from Washington State should care deeply about apples, um, and shouldn't stick her nose into the business of Alaska. Um, and the, the the senator from Alaska should care deeply about oil and gas because that is their state, but probably shouldn't stick his nose into 
the luxury beach resort industry because he's not from Florida, and the senator from Florida should care about the sugarcane industry, but probably doesn't have much say when it comes to the salmon industry. And and I think our senators have lost a lot of that. Now we are in this amorphous blob of, of America, and we talk a lot about democracy, um, but we are 50 independent states that are a republic. Um, yes, and I amen. think the best way to fight D.C. is to fight for your state. And, and your governor of Missouri should say, look, I am part of the union. Now, I'm not talking about secession. I'm not talking about civil war. But I am talking about the Tenth Amendment. And we Missourians have, have rights that, that cannot be abridged by, by Washington, D.C., depending upon who the president is. Right? That's not how it can function. And I hear the music, but what you're saying is home. We need to concentrate on our, you know, our sovereignty in these states, and that's what our senators and representatives should be doing. We can see that they aren't, and it's time we started holding them accountable. Our eyes, the scales have fallen from our eyes. Thank you so much for all that you do, Daniel, because you help us bring America home. God bless you. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling caritas in the u.s at 205 672 2000. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers. The round pegs in the square holes. The ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do.